Hello, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Awkward Adventures of a College Graduate, and this is a special episode. Um, I'm sure the people on are very excited because they've been asking for this for like three or four months or whatever. Um, but basically, today is a special conversation because I get to have some special folks on, as well as have a good conversation of something I haven't had. I haven't had the experience of of just like as you know, this is about like life after college, but for some folks they're still in the middle of it right now. And so I thought this would be a good conversation to have about what the experience has been like, you know, in being in college within the last three years. So without further ado, I'm gonna let them introduce themselves. Um, you can all kind of just unmute um, and yeah. So whoever wants to go first. I can go first. Um, hello audience, I'm Aiden. I uh, was supervised by Jarrett for multiple months um i think like almost a half a year which i think other than one other person here was the longest uh period of time but i am currently in my third year of school i'm a junior and i'm studying uh finance and it I've, i'm getting a bs in business administration with a concentration of finance and it and i'm also doing a like a philosophy minor so very busy very busy <laughs> My name is Caitlin. I am a senior at school. I've been supervised by Jarrett for the last couple months before um, he left to a new position, um, not as long as Aiden. And I am double majoring in communications and philosophy. Um, yeah, it's great to be here. And I'll go next. I'm Scott. I'm a longtime listener, first time guest. <laughs> I've been supervised oh. by Jarrett. For the last few months, um, I am a senior in college, and I am getting a bachelor's in sports management, and I hope to do more stuff like Jarrett in the future in terms of going into his kind of positions. Thank you. And one last person. He's walking, so it might be a little difficult. Uh, you got to unmute. Unmute one more time. There okay. we go. Excuse me. <laughs> Uh, but hi everyone, I'm Ty. Uh, I just know Jerry. He's a cool guy, you know. But uh, other than that, uh, my major is accounting, and yeah, and I plan to go to graduate school. All right. Thank you. So as you see, um, these are some of my former students. As you know, I am in. I guess you could say there's a lot of different different um, terms for it. Student affairs, higher ed. Um, as y'all know, just give you a little bit of information. I started off in higher ed student fairs when I was in college at Lincoln University. Started off as an RA, um, which I always say I did it kicking and screaming, but my supervisor and mentor was like, you'd be a really good RA. Um, so did that and ended up, you know, deciding to go into res life. So I've had a couple of roles there. Started off as a part-time hall director, moved up to a full-time role, and then recently, um, I took on more of a mid management role at a new uh, position in Baltimore. So it's been good, you know, being able to um, work with students and just help in development. And I thought this would be a good conversation to have one because, yes, they are longtime listeners, <laughs> which is funny to think about. Um, is this kind of like always like having that like cross of like work and just like things outside of work. So like having them listen, it definitely makes me mindful of this things I say, but also like, you know, the impact I have 
And so I'm happy to have them here and just talk to them about their experience overall, because um, I think they definitely bring unique um, perspectives and so forth. So just kind of start off, one of the questions I have, because this is Awkward Adventures of a College Graduate, um, is talk about an awkward moment. What is something that you hate or something awkward that you hate um, specifically? We can start with Aiden. <laughs> Is it like awkward during college or just in general? Just in general, like something awkward you hate. Like, for instance, if you try to walk the same way as somebody else and y'all can't figure oh, it out. Okay, okay. Um, I, I get that. Um, something awkward is whenever like you do, like you're like at dinner and then your waiter says, like, enjoy your meal and you say you too. Um, <laughs> something like that. I like, I do that a fair amount just because I don't think when I speak. So totally understand i hate that that always kills me um i'm just glad that no one ever says anything um and they never go like yeah because it's, it's it's the fact they don't acknowledge it i think that helps all right so we'll jump to scott something awkward you can unmute scott something awkward about my college experience or just no just in general something awkward it doesn't have to be college experience you can say awkward in general awkward things you hate or things that make you cringe from awkwardness yeah, I just want to talk, like, continue on what Aiden was saying. Just, like, when people are, like, like, not on purpose awkward, but it comes off as, like, oh, they shouldn't have said that. Like, exactly, like, like enjoy your meal, you too. Like, something like that, where I say have a good night to people who are just starting their shift. Like, I work uh, desk security overnight. And, like, when the next person comes or leaves me, I say, have a good night, as if they get to go to sleep, but they're working for, like, the next eight hours. And I never realize it until I get in the stairwell and I'm leaving them, and I'm like, I should not. In fairness, them. you're hoping that they have, like, a good night, like, a good shift. Yeah, a good night doesn't have to be sleep. <laughs> but I get what you mean. Some of them sleep there. <laughs> okay. Anyway, <laughs> we're going to go to Ty. Okay. Uh, can you hear me fine? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, cool. Uh, I would say something awkward that I don't like is that someone that can't hold the conversation is just more so like, let's say if you're just trying to talk and talk and it just seems like they're really either not interested or something like one word responses because they don't know what to say. I feel like that's a little awkward situation that I don't like to be in. It's just because it's just like, well, you should be able to talk. I mean, communicate. Right. Definitely hear you. I'm a person I hate small talk, so I, I kind of understand where they come from. I don't like small talk. <laughs> um, all right, Kate, you. Yeah. So I guess something that I think is like really awkward and uncomfortable is whether you're like at school or you're like around town and you know somebody from something, whether it's like a class or like you see them often at like one store you shop at or whatever the case may be, and then you're going around campus or whatever and you see the person, you make eye contact. Now I'm somebody who I'll say hi, like it's fine. I don't think it's weird to smile at somebody, but it's weird when they see you first and they decide to just look away and like walk away. We <laughs> don't acknowledge each other. I hate that because like, I know you, you know me, we both know that. So why are we acting like this is a weird thing? Like it, we're just people. I hate when it's so awkward when it doesn't need to be. I definitely feel that. Um... I admit I've done it before. Not just because sometimes my social battery doesn't. It was by accident. I swear it was by accident. <laughs> Don't do that, Ty. <laughs> it was by accident. <laughs> my earbuds in, I just walk in. Um, but I definitely understand that. 
I like starting off the episode like that because, you know, it's just, it just adds fun and it adds some levity to the situation or to conversation and stuff like that. Not that this is going to be like a really deep, deep conversation, but, you know, it's fun just like hearing those things. Um, I'll do one for myself. What's an awkward thing I hate? Um, I hate forgetting the names of people I just met. Um, or like, like when somebody introduces you, um, cause I don't know, maybe it's just overstimulation. It's a lot going on or whatever, but I'm smooth. I'll need you to say your name at least three or four times because I'm going to forget <laughs> be like, Oh, you're hold on one second. Let's count on one second. Anyway, <laughs> what did you do? Landing the plane. Um, but yeah, I just I I hate that. I really hate that because I just feel like really I don't know. I just I feel bad because it's like I can't remember it, and this is like yikes. But anyway, that's like my little awkward moment. So, um, kind of jumping into the podcast. So, as y'all know, or as most of the listeners know, I graduated in May of 2019 from Lincoln University. My degree was in general science, biology and computer science, and by computer science, really graphic design, because don't ask me to code anything, um, but that's how my degree was coded, um, and biology, which I just don't enjoy. And so with that said, I had a very different experience. When I graduated in May, you know, it was like, you know, pre-pandemic and everything like that. Um, I was 22 and like the world felt like it was my oyster. And so lost my job in November of, well, left my job in November of 2019 and started looking at other opportunities. And around the time I started a new opportunity, the pandemic hit. And so I was lucky enough, I was able to experience a graduation and a full college experience without those things. Um, and so like working back in the field and going back into a college setting, there's a lot of things I feel like people missed out on or they didn't have that experience, whether or not it was early on, like graduations or, you know, some of those like events and stuff like that, that students have. Like, so even like a first year student, which some of these, I think most of y'all were actually first years when I or y'all were going, coming into y'all were joining college or, you know, starting college in that fall, like after the spring that I left. So like not even having like a normal move in um, possibly. So, like, my question for y'all is, um, sorry, uh, I'll let no, you do Because I think yeah. it'll, what I was going to say, I'll tie in. So, my question for y'all is, like, what have been some differences or, like, from your experience in college? Like, so, what have been, like, since, like, COVID and stuff like that and the changes, what have been some of those things that you feel like you've missed out on or you feel like have been very different? Because I'm sure some of you have, like, older cousins or you have, like, even parents or or peers that have talked about their college experiences that have been really different. What is one thing that you were like, when you came into college, you knew you were going to have that experience of, but you didn't necessarily get that because of COVID or the pandemic or whatever. I'll go first because I, as a junior, I'm the, I was the class that had like fall 2020 as their first semester. Mm -hmm. So like the one thing that you had talked about in like working job we work is it's, like the move in, like you see all the people coming up to the car, grab all the stuff, throw it in your room and you're good. Whereas like my move in was me and my mom at the scheduled time, pulling up to a parking lot, getting something shoved up my nose, going to my dorm, taking it all up by myself with my mom. And like, whereas 
doing the doing working as a like in the position I am now is like interacting with students and parents and being like, Oh, if you need anything, it's like, that's that it was like, that was a big one. And I think the other one was just like the fact that I, if it wasn't for like a particular situation I was in, I would have spent 18 months without being in a classroom. And mm -hmm. like, that was because the nice thing was, is my spring semester, uh, like spring 2021, they had instituted like a half and half schedule and the like no one showed up because everyone was on team so i just asked my professors like can i show up and uh they were like yeah i'd like someone to teach to so i was able to almost make that co adjustment in college like the year before i had to or the semester before i had to like i was given a lot of leeway so <clears throat> definitely right. just, like the environment in general was just completely different from what i expected and what i knew from my older sisters definitely um actually you brought up a point and it just made me think about this. And so like, I kind of want to, um, I want to target or not target. I want to kind of like pick on, pick, not pick on a person, but like, I don't like ask their perspective. Cause I know they have a different perspective. So I want to ask Ty this question because, um, yeah, I want to just, so, um, Ty has had the experience of commuting a majority or most of his like, you know, college experience. So what is some of those things been like for you? So like, for instance, Aiden like had the experience, like, you know, the whole thing of like, you know, being tested before you went into the, like, you know, even being able to be cleared and stuff like that. A big, a big majority of your experience in college, you've been like pretty much home. So have you felt like that being home or already knowing you were going to commute that didn't really affect you? Or did you still have those like experiences of like, ouch, this kind of sucks? Or was it kind of like, well, I don't have to spend gas anymore to like <laughs> campus? What is that? Been, what was that like for you? And then like, I want the, um, both Kate and Scott to jump in with their perspectives because I just think it's good to see like those differentiating like um, experiences. Yeah, of course. So since I'm a senior, I didn't go straight into COVID. COVID kind of came after the fact. So mm -hmm. for that first year, it wasn't too bad. But then once COVID came and like the social aspect, I feel like that's what I kind of missed in terms of like just mm -hmm. being on lockdown. But it was, I didn't have to worry about how he mentioned, like, getting something shoved up, you know, going straight to the room. I already had a limited interaction with other people just because I was just going to class, work, and then going directly home. So it wasn't mm -hmm. too much of an effect in that sense. It just was more so, like, I'm not much of a learner in terms of over a computer screen. I'd rather be mm -hmm. in person because I like to write notes and ask questions. So in that aspect, that's how it kind of, like, affected me in a sense because it's just, like, I wasn't learning to the best of my ability at that time. Right, right. Um, and so either Kate or Scott, because I know y'all both have different perspectives or experiences as well. Um, not putting your business out there, but, like, you both aren't natives to, like, New Jersey. So, like, that's a whole different experience within itself, like, you know in a sense. So I can imagine what, I can only imagine what that was like once, like you both, you know, as well are, in, are seniors. So like after that, like now, like it's COVID and like not being able to like run back home or so forth. I can imagine that was a little bit different as well. So what is that? What was that kind of like for you? And sorry if I kind of jumped on, you know, the questioner jumped over. Yeah. So I'll jump in. Um, I am not from Jersey. Like you said, I'm actually from South Carolina, which is quite a distance, quite a journey to get here. And it was very jarring. I was one of the last people on this campus in my freshman year when COVID hit, because obviously you have to look into getting flights and everything and getting mm -hmm. them last minute, tough. So 
it was eerie. It was extremely eerie on campus when no one was here and nobody knew it was going to happen. So afterwards coming back, it was like everything was completely uprooted and everything had changed. Um, getting flights back and forth was difficult because it was always so much of a risk for catching COVID. Um, mm -hmm. It was a lot higher of a risk than other people might have had to face, either just commuting, staying in the dorms or driving to and from campus. Um, another major thing was that I had to spend a lot of time quarantining um, in different quarantine dorms when I was right. going back in holidays, which was very difficult, especially because, you know, you already feel so isolated, only seeing so many people at a time trying to keep your exposure down. But then when you have to stay in quarantine dorms for up to two weeks every so often, it really takes a toll on your mental health. Um, a lot of the friends that I had made in my freshman year didn't come back. And I had to wow. start over again after coming to a whole new state and doing it my freshman year. Um, it was really difficult and it really took a toll on everyone mentally, I think. And it was very difficult adjusting to an entire new college experience that I had just spent a semester trying to adjust to in general. Um, I guess it, there is something to be said where I did expand my social circle in a way. I met new people because I had to. And then when all my old friends came back, I had them as well as new friends. But it was completely different and it was definitely a very dramatic change. Right. Definitely. Definitely. Thank you for that. What about you, Scott? Well, yeah, for me, like, like it was my freshman year when everything shut down in like late February, early March. So that was probably the most surreal day of my life. And I don't think that's going to get topped. Uh, but after mm -hmm. that, um, I stayed home. Like, unlike Kate and Aiden, I didn't move back to campus the following year. I did remote for an entire year. Wow. And let me tell you, the amount of social life that you miss out on after missing, you know, half of a semester of your freshman year and then your entire sophomore year is a lot. I mean, obviously, with every circumstance that happened, I'm fortunate that I stayed home. Um, I didn't want to come back too early and then risk myself getting sick. This was obviously before there was any, you know, real protocol for it. And so, yeah, I like just genuinely my only regret is I missed out on an entire year of my social life. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's very difficult learning through a screen as well. I'm learning that now as I'm going through like, my advanced classes, like my prerequisites, I like breeze through on a computer screen, but it's much, much different than like being there in person and learning because you actually have to pay attention when you're in person. So, yeah. Right. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I wanted to jump on, sorry, Jared, I wanted to jump on Scott's point of social life. Cause like my, like, it was my freshman year. What has social life been like? Has there like, cause I know that um, kind of, and it goes, it'll go into your question or your point is you feel like because of COVID, you've like, Kate has talked about like having to find new friends and stuff like that. Do you feel like it made you more innovative with finding your social life or do you feel like it just really, of course it messed it up to a certain degree, but do you think there are any like blessings in disguise with that? Like of how you like develop your social life or you even were social with others? No, yeah. Um, what I was going to say is like when I moved in, like the big thing i had met like a group of people honestly through my roommate um my roommate while he didn't go to class and ended up dropping after a full year um did socialize a lot so i was almost like my friends my roommate's friend and like the nice thing was is because of like who i am as a person i ended up connecting with them on a more personal level and like because of the situation 
there weren't like kids were still going to frats, but I knew a handful of friends that said to me like, yeah, I'd be going to a frat every weekend if it wasn't for COVID. Mm-hmm. And like the connections I made, the, like my one of, if not my closest friend I met in this situation of like everyone was just bouncing around the same dorm hall mm-hmm. and like another friend I met and I flew across the country to go see after they transferred to another school overseas. Like it was like, it's just the, everyone talks about COVID in a negative connotation. And it's like, I know some of the, the life events would have happened regardless of COVID or not, but COVID brought, brings some positives of like the idea of fate was like, everything happens for a reason. And it's like, because of COVID X, Y, and Z happened. So I'm glad I'm here. All right. Thank you for that. So first off, just want to say Aiden has money apparently, because he just said that he was, you know, on a plane cross country. So <laughs> I'm trying to be like, Hey, you. I'm a bargain shopper, Jared. I'm a bargain shopper, bargain deals. I was, well, I was in spirits uh, baggage claim. <laughs> Not spirits baggage claim. Listen, don't sleep on spirit. Spirit will get you to where you need to go. I will hop on a spirit flight. Y'all don't like spirit? Hold on. Before no, no. Spirit. No. Spirit. no, spirit will drop out the ground. That's why their rates are so cheap. Uh-oh. I have had the worst turbulence of my life in spirit, and you have to pay like over fifty dollars for a carry on. Fit everything in the one bag. <laughs> Why am I paying fifty dollars for a? He said, on? "Pack lighter, don't pack at all." Buy <laughs> <laughs> your clothes there. <laughs> you you, you save money. Really, it's not. Listen, let me tell you. Jared, that's uh, just silly. What are you saying? Go on, Ty. Now, I just was saying, Spirit is like one of the worst ones. I personally wouldn't be on Spirit, but hey, everybody teaches on. <laughs> It, definitely their own because let me tell you, I hopped on a flight to Spirit. It was a Florida. Maybe that's why I was fine. I was fly, fine flying on a, um, the the L school bus plane. Nothing happened to me. So you telling me ain't nothing on that ride bother you? I was good. I was sitting next to my dad. We were cool. <laughs> me. You must have got lucky. I don't know. Maybe I did. So statistically, though, Spirit flights crash less. There is a statistic. They do better when it comes to safety. You might get the turbulence, but they actually do better. That's like, there's like evidence of that. So like, people be getting on American flights and stuff like that. Huh? I said, even so, I feel like that's, they probably just got this that statistic just because they're like one of the newer ones compared to the older ones that have already been there. That is fair. Yeah. Also, nobody flies Spirit. I don't know a single person that like consistently flies Spirit. So maybe they have better rates because, you know, not as many people fly there. Except you, Jared, obviously. I just never heard anyone say, oh, yes, I'm going to go book a Spirit flight. <laughs> I was, especially during like, it was like when things were when was after quarantine. When it was after quarantine, it was like, it was kind of safe-ish. You know, the vaccine that came out. I was like, you know, I could hop on a spare flight real quick. $25? You gotta go. <laughs> I've, of course, flown other places. The first flight I probably had was not actually spare. I think it was like, was it JetBlue? I can't remember what it was. But, like, it was literally like a crop duster. It was like five people on the plane. It was bad. It was nighttime. I heard the propeller. It was like... It was awful. Worst experience of my fucking life. No, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> moving on. Moving back to... Alright, so we talked about a lot of, like, what you lost, and Aiden kind of, like, you know, alluded to it. Um, kind of like, and whoever wants to answer it between you, um, between Scott, 
uh, Ty or Kate, what are some of the things you feel like you gained from that experience um, of like having like experience, like, you know, college during COVID or like that experience, if anything? Um, yeah, I'll jump in. I mean, there were obviously a lot of real negatives that came with COVID and it seemed like a mm -hmm. very dark time. And I think it was for a lot of people, but mm -hmm. I know personally for me, I mean, disclaimer, COVID was like in the heat of things in my sophomore year when everybody kind of came back. That was the worst year of my life by far. Mm -hmm. And I think it'll be difficult to top that. However, with that being said, I think that the amount of self-growth I did in that time and because of that year, it changed my life forever. I was forced to look at myself and go on kind of a journey with my own mental health and with who I thought I was versus who I was turning out to be. And it was very difficult and I went through some rough times with it, but coming out on the other side, I think it was hugely transformative. And in addition to, you know, my own personal growth, it really caused me to appreciate my family more because prior to coming back to school, when we were on lockdown, I was with my family every day. We live on a family neighborhood where I live. So we saw each other every day and it was completely safe. And coming back after that, you know, I realized how much I missed them. It was a real opportunity for us to connect with each other again after getting so busy with things in life. So I think that it was really good for my own growth as a person and for just reevaluating my priorities. Thank you. Yeah, and to kind of like piggyback off of that, I would say, like I said, one of the downfalls is that I'm a, I'm a person that likes to learn in person. So right. having no what to learn over a computer screen, it helped me to adjust and like have a better understanding of, okay, I can't be this one type of learner, but like kind of branch out in the sense to mm -hmm. learn different ways to help study or even different aspects that like really focus. And I would say another thing is just getting a chance to actually be there by yourself in a sense because not i feel like i'm someone that does like isolation to a certain extent so it's just like i got the opportunity to really just get to learn more about myself and like how she also mentioned like mental health and just focus on different aspects to like what can make me a better person what can i do during this time since i have a little bit more free time than i would usually have being on campus gotcha gotcha what about you scott yeah so something like i really gained during covid is that I started taking, because my freshman year of college, I did not take college seriously at all. Mm -hmm. um, I was very much in a, like, oh, like, you know what? I'm this close to New York from the for the first time. Let's go do stuff there. Let's go do fun stuff. Let's, like, live up life. Like, I was not, like, fully taking advantage of what I was paying to go do. Mm -hmm. But during COVID, like, I really had no other choice. Um, so during COVID, I really like started buckling down on everything that I was doing in school. And I eventually ended up getting Dean's List in every semester since COVID started, uh, because I started, you know, what realizing like, oh, like everybody's going through this right now. Let me like not take advantage of my opportunity to go to a not cheap school. Um, and I started, to, you know, like buckling down on my grades and doing all that. But I also like wanted to start giving back to my school and like through that I got hired for two on-campus jobs and so like out of that like I got a lot of experience not only in COVID like everything's changing every minute like I also got experience like two employment opportunities in college like that I can take forward for the rest of my life definitely definitely um <laughs> 
Oh, Scott. <laughs> uh, I'm sure he's mishearing that. Um, so kind of like talking about that, like, you know, we've gotten to talking about like COVID. We talked about like some of the negatives that have really affected you. We talked about the positives. Um, if so, Ty's talked about it a lot, is that school has been super difficult, right? Like, you know, everybody can't learn, you know, in terms of like, you know, that type of environment. How has learning changed for you? Like, you know, for instance, like I know for me, I'm a person that I'm a visual learner. So like, I have to see it and be taught it. Like I have to see it over and over again. I can't just be lectured for 50 minutes and ex no, it, it doesn't work for me. I'm sorry. But like, how has that changed for you? Um, in a sense, or what are some things that you found or you've done that have like helped you out in that respect? And then we'll like move away from more like academic questions. I want to like ask more like specific personalized questions. So, got you. Uh, I can answer that real fast. So, I'll say it changed for me just in the aspect of I no longer try to use this one learning type of style to focus on mm -hmm. how I'm going to move forward. Like now, before COVID, I never took like asynchronous classes, but now I'm very much willing to like taking them, especially since with like the graduate program that I plan on going to, a lot of them are asynchronous. And I'm a lot more confident than I was before just because now I was introduced to that type of environment. It's just like, okay, yeah, even though it's on the screen, you still have to pay attention. You still have to take the notes and you just got to mm -hmm. find ways that help you remember these things or and what different like types of learning styles can you focus on to where it's like, okay, I could do this appropriately in the terms of right, I want to get the grade that I think I deserve. So and just in that aspect, I think it's just being more open to like different learning styles and seeing what you can take away in the sense of, okay, this is how I will learn and this is the best way to do it so that I can pass the class. All right, thank you. Um, does anybody else want to jump in? Everybody doesn't have to answer um, if it doesn't affect. <laughs> okay, just pointing the finger at each other. I mean, okay, yeah, I guess I'll jump in. Um, yeah, I mean, I think just going off of what Ty said, adaptability, that was the biggest thing that COVID taught me with learning styles and everything. Um, kind of like Ty said, I'm very much somebody who likes to learn in person, especially being a communications and philosophy double major. Um, it's kind of imperative that you have people for that. So with pivoting to online learning, it was learning how to be adaptable, how to learn how to be a good student while doing things completely differently than I'd ever done them before. And then when we came back, shifting to things like hybrid and then fully in person again, it's really all about learning how to just be flexible and adapt your learning style to the situation you're in rather than like trying to be rigid and doing one learning style for every situation. Thank you. Um, Aiden, is there anything you want to add or Scott? Okay, cool. All right. Okay, that's fine. So I kind of want to move on to another area and kind of like get into this. So we've we've talked about like, you know, kind of like just recapping, <laughs> laughing because this is, as y'all know, this is an all audio podcast, but like with Riverside <laughs> FM, which is not sponsoring me yet, <laughs> I, I'm able to fully see the video of them. So <laughs> this is funny seeing them. Um, but anyway, it's been touching me this entire time. Really <laughs> okay. Anyway, we're moving on, moving on, moving on, moving on, moving on, moving on. We talked about academics. We talked about like the things that you wish you could have, or like things you might've missed out on. Um, I think oftentimes reflection is important and you are living this experience as college students. 
Um, if there's something that you could like, okay. If there's one thing, are annoying. Are so annoying. Some yeah. <sighs> things don't change. Ever. I've never been happier not to be with them. Okay. No offense. <laughs> My hands are still <laughs> Like you can see me. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm gonna mute y'all. <laughs> this is like school. I'm gonna have to mute y'all. They got, yeah, they got, they got Scott the Menace over there. Oh gosh. Okay. Anyway. Reject those allegations. <laughs> I. Uh, try to land. Let me continue to land a plane. Jesus, what is my drink? <laughs> what a land plane. The point that I was making is so. If there's one thing that you want somebody like, whether it's like a historian or like somebody who has the ability to make a change in just education, <clears throat> if they could know, if they could change one thing, um, or they can like record it, what would that thing be like in the sense of like, say for instance, you were like, hey, um, during this time period of being in school these last couple of years, dealing with COVID and stuff like that, I wish that we were able to have like better preparation with technology. Like, so like classes teaching us how to use technology, or maybe it's like, Hey, I wish we could have had like, you know, more at home resources or something like that or whatever. What would that be for you? Um, be mindful. Let me say, do you speak? <laughs> but what are those things that you feel like you want people to like take out of this? So like, God forbid, if this ever were to happen again, um, what are some things that you want to be better um, in a space? I would, I would say genuinely be open-minded and embracing of all of the resources that you have available. Mm. Because when we shut down, we were in the middle of a semester and my professors, at least half of them didn't know what to do. And they were being very like closed about, I'm not teaching virtual classes because mm. I don't like, they were old school professors that like, had no idea what they were doing, mm -hmm. even though that our institution provided all of this technology and resources to them, they were just rejecting it. And by the end of it, they kind of had to, it was like an adapt or die situation for them. Mm -hmm. And I would just say, be more like embracing of newer technologies because I never ever in a million dreams would have five years ago, if you asked me, told you, yeah, I'd be open to doing college online, but now that I've done it, and it was out of necessity more than choice, but now that I've done it, I'm like, I will gladly do this again. So just embrace what you have available to you. Don't take it for granted because it seriously is more a blessing than people want to admit. Thank you. What about the rest of you? No, definitely. I want, I want to add on one thing that I noticed. I'll, I'll, my perspective is kind of interesting because I was in the public school realm and mm -hmm. the university realm is like in high school when we left, I remember it was like, oh, we'll be back in May. You'll still get prom. You'll still get your trip, blah, blah, blah. Didn't lo and behold. Um, but like the one thing is it, it was like with that, uh, like and I was a senior. So I think like part of it was the professors, professor, uh, the teachers, the teachers were kind of just like, all right, let's get you what you need to know for your AP tests. And then you're done. Like we ended school in June, but all the AP tests were in like May. <clears throat> so my teacher taught us like up to the tests. And then it was like, we did nothing. And um, then in going into college, I was like, I didn't know what to expect to be honest because of COVID. And 
I think I had a professor um, who was a priest, like a, a, a priest uh, for a Catholic church. And one thing he talked about in his class, cause it was like a humanities class. He talked about the fact that universities, because uh, he was more of an administrator, he, he's talked about universities have lost the point of what they were supposed to be, which is like, they're not just supposed to be like to get you prepared for a job, but like to grow your love of learning. So I think if focusing on the student, focusing on just that in itself, like you'll get people prepared for jobs like one will necessarily follow the other but we're putting we're putting the cart before the horse so to speak definitely thank you i think that's a really interesting perspective i enjoyed both of the perspectives that you and scott offer and i know there are a couple more coming up but i just wanted to touch on them really quickly i think definitely even um working outside of like you know not being in education or not like just being a quote-unquote real adult um, I'm avoiding looking at the screen, y'all. <laughs> God, it's doing. Um, but pretty much, um, I can't even see him. He's just being silly. Um, but anyway, the point that I was making is that I think like the embracing of technology is super. It's super important. So like I know like even when I was like you know before I even went back into higher ed and like thought of that as a career path, I the job that I had I was working for. Um, in state government and like even my mom um like working from home was difficult and it for me like i was already adapted to technology so like i'm used to laptops like zoom i had to learn and stuff like that but like for my mom like she absolutely like had like no like knowledge of it or whatever there was like no basis and so some of it i think for some older generations is like this like we're gonna fight against it because we're not used to it and so like a lot of time was spent like trying to like teach her how to like do certain things or like I'd be doing my work and then I'd be like I'd have to take like a five minute break and like be tech support at home and stuff like that and so <laughs> it's not easy and I definitely think like going forward um and I feel like it won't be so much of an issue because we are in such a technology forward like generation where it's like this is the first generation um that has been born into technology where like it's understood and like even the kids that are being born now they're not going to know a world without like, you know, laptops, without technology and stuff like that. That's all they're pretty much going to know. So I don't think it'll be an issue, but like just being mindful and aware of that, I think is what's like super, super important as well um, <clears throat> in terms of things. Um, and to your point, um, Aiden, I think it is super important that like there is that um, there's an opportunity here, like, or was an opportunity during um, the pandemic to like really change how some things were done. I think some schools <laughs> took it seriously and other schools weren't able to do it just because of like you know um just how things were set um so i'm gonna jump back to to ty and kate <laughs> and see if there's anything y'all want to add in if there's one thing that could be changed or you want people to like know what would that be you're, you're muted you're, you're, you're muted um Kinda, wait, repeat the question one more time because it cut out a little bit. Okay. So what I was saying is that if there's one thing that you could have, if there's one thing that you want people to know or you want them to change, like, you know, if we had to unfortunately go through this again and you're like, this can't happen again, or I want it to be better, what would you make better? Um, I would say... I would say in this, like, but this would be like a little bit harder to reach, but this is just like something personal to me, which is just more resources at home. Because when I was home, my mother was also home as well because she already worked from home and she was mm -hmm. always on the phone to like 
either you could hear her in my background or she could hear me in her background. And like mm-hmm. our my room compared to like the dining area is not far from one another. So it was like right. a little it was it wasn't enough resources in a sense to like not being able to combat both the issues of dealing with what I would have to hear from her or what she would have to hear from me, especially if I'm had to take in like a proctored test and it just maybe flagged just because something's in the background and it's just like, oh, I, I didn't even think about I that. Have to reach out to the professor and then he has to do like a, an investigation about it and everything. And then like another thing is just like, personally, I don't have a desk at home. So like mm-hmm. for me, the entire time either doing homework or in being in class, I was in bed the entire time. So like sometimes I was just up trying to fight for my life to stay up just because it's just like, the only place I could do it is the bed. So not the fight just, for my life. <laughs> yeah, I really was. So like in that sense, I would feel like it was just more so better resources at home. Mm-hmm. No, I, I and I that's real. I haven't even thought about that. It's real because like you know, most people aren't. They're not doing school from home, so like you don't even think about like Wi-Fi. Like Wi-Fi is usually for like just. I'm chilling at home, I'm on Netflix, I'm playing video games, I'm doing whatever, right? But, like, nobody thinks about, like, oh, I need high-part internet so I can, like, do a whole course load of work or whatever, or things like that. <laughs> um, or different things, or even just, like, the, like, the, um, there's a privilege in it. There's, like, I think there's a lot of inequities, and y'all probably can look at it, too, with, like, your friends. So, and even you spoke on it, it's, like, some people had extra bedrooms where their family or they could go work and do stuff or whatever, or they already had like an extra space or like something that they could use to work on. Um, I think the good thing about uh, the institution that y'all are at, I almost said it by accident, <laughs> is that there is technology that was provided, but you know, if you were kind of just made to go home and that technology wasn't provided, that's even also another like barrier as well. So I can definitely see that. And I thank you for highlighting that tie. Um, what about you, Kate? Move the camera back, Scott. Yeah. So um, I'd probably say that if it were to happen again, one thing I would like to be changed would be just kind of how we treat each other and how society mm-hmm. acts as a whole. Um, and, and not to sound too dramatic, but I know that there were a lot of other issues going on during COVID that contributed that all obviously heightened a lot of the tension surrounding it. Um, a lot of things became very divided. And I think that because of that, um, people just didn't treat each other well in general and didn't act as kindly. Um, and I think that in that time, in a time of such distress for not only our nation, but for the entire world, I think that it would have gone a long way for people to just remember that every everyone's a person and everyone's going through the same thing together. And it would be nice if instead of, you know, going through something like that divided, if we could be more united, if it were to happen again, you know, treat each other with kindness, look out for one another. Um, going back to what was said before, being a little bit more open-minded, but just genuinely treating people with kindness and trying to have a little bit more patience um, towards just people in your community and people in general, I think would go a really long way. It's funny, Kate, you brought up a point that I didn't even think about. And it's a touch point that I think we should hit on is that, so for y'all, 2020, most of you are either in your sophomore year or in your case, like freshman year or whatnot, or going into your freshman year, there's a lot of shit that happened during that time period. 
not only were we dealing with a pandemic, we were also dealing with like essentially a fucking social justice movement. You know, Black Lives Matter really heated up or amped up. It was already there. But like this thing of like up two pandemics, the pandemic of, you know, this virus, but also the pandemic of systemically black people being killed for the color of their skin and so forth. This is my podcast, so I can say whatever the fuck I want to say. Um, <laughs> um, you know, in all honesty. Um, so like for you to be young and so this is like really the first time and it also as well the presidential election which was very divisive as well so this is like the first time you are getting a chance to vote but also you're old enough like where you're you are adults and you're seeing this going on how did that affect y'all how did y'all deal with that oh well i'm just gonna jump in um so and i know it's it's probably a little different for you as well scott as well i'm sure Certain cases. What's that supposed to mean? (laughs) (laughs) I I thought about like you know, and I mean, I don't. You can share where you're from or what. You don't have to, but like, I know like for you, that may not have been the first time you saw that in the sense of like the protest and stuff like that. Yeah, no. So uh, growing up, obviously, outside of when I've been at my current college in New Jersey, I've lived in Baltimore, Maryland. So. I, you know, was with the uprising and the movement in 2015 uh, surrounding the Freddie Gray uh, murder. And so what was happening in 2020, um, it's still happening to this day, but what was highlighted in 2020 uh, wasn't new to me. It was, if anything, just more frustrating. And I saw a lot of local movements and protests and organizations doing things. And I actually went to a couple of them. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in the wake of the incidents in the summer of 2020. Um, so it was it was a crazy time to be living through both, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of it just felt like a here we go again moment, but mm-hmm. also it felt like a lot of community was being built at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of change came from it where there's still a lot of work to do, but hopefully that people can see, at least in Baltimore, there were a lot of protests where there weren't any, you know, really, it never really got to the point of where it got in 2015. It was always, you know, let's come together. Let's talk about this common thing. And it was a very bittersweet moment because obviously we did not want to be there again. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, we were all rallying around the same cause. And that continued through the election of 2020. Um, And all of this was difficult to do because we were very, very, very limited because, of course, in 2020, we were struck with COVID. Thank you for that. Um, I do want to ask one quick follow-up question to Scott really quickly. Um, You said that you said this time it felt like it was very different. There was like more of like people willing to come together do you think it was a result of the, that limited interaction and then also like not wanting things to be repeated that um, obviously there's a lot of anger in these situations and, and rightfully so there's just frustration and stuff like that. Do you feel like the anger was still there, but it was like more strategic and like we're going to make a difference in this regard? Or do you feel like it was more so less anger and it was like, well, how can we fix this and how can we move into that space as well? What is what does that kind of like look like? In that case, the the anger was, of course, there. I just think in a lot of, you know, the demonstration I went to 
which you now know because you're you're living down there, down at the Inner Harbor. Mm-hmm. Um, it was less, it was more removed because instead of occurring in West Baltimore, it occurred in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. So it was a little bit less removed. It hit home. It hit home just as hard, but it was less, you know, present. And it was more so in solidarity with the Twin Cities, if anything. It was more so we're coming to action. We're trying to do a call to action. Mm -hmm. Um, And obviously being in such close proximity to Washington, um, it was more of a, you know, peace, love protest than a what the fuck just happened protest, which happened, you know, seven, eight years ago. Right. Definitely. Definitely. Um, Anyone else can come jump in. If you want to reshare, because I know that was also a lot going on. So that might be a thing you like, I don't really want to relive that or like move into that space again. This or you just may not have anything to add perspective wise, but I was just curious, like how y'all like traverse that um, space. <laughs> a lot of this space. Um, all right, so we'll, we'll move on. <laughs> but thank you, Scott, for that, <laughs> um, sharing that. Um, so I kind of want to shift gears a little bit, too, and, like, go back into this. So, like, um, every university, every school has their um, traditions and stuff like that, right? And so um, ooh, this is going to be kind of hard to talk about for y'all. It doesn't matter. Y'all can, y'all can go ahead. Um, uh, how has that been, like, affected? So, like, every school has its traditions. Every school has different things that they do and so forth. And so I can imagine, you know, some of that might have been lost within, like, you know, COVID and stuff like that. And please move back, Scott. <laughs> I can see the others. <laughs> pretty rude. <laughs> like, you're not the main star. I wanted to call talking next. <laughs> What? I wanted anyway. to be the first one to answer. Sure. <laughs> but um, with traditions and stuff like that, and so, like, finding traditions, and so, like, you know, working through these traditions, like, every, every college, so, like, my school, um, a tradition when I was in college, specifically, was we had something called Pump Handle, and a Pump Handle was, like, the meeting, so pretty much it was, like, welcome back and all that stuff, and so... We'd have a week of like different things going on. We'd have like a party and stuff like that in our student union area. And of course, like they're like, there's homecoming and spring fling and all these different things. Probate season for people um, who are part of like, you know, Greek letter organizations, mainly uh, black Greek letter organizations or multicultural ones who present their members. So a lot of that happened. Um, and so I can imagine how like my, um, fellow lions felt when they kind of lost out on those things so like for y'all like y'all came to into your school and you probably like as you were like pretty much like touring and stuff like that you probably heard about this tradition and this tradition and this tradition what has it been like you know being able to finally see some of those traditions for the first time or even building new traditions because i'm sure there had to have been some out of like this whole thing so my institute won in the country here they kind of i have to cut the I just for the because it's all audio. Jared is covering his face in shock. Continue. <laughs> uh, um, That's crazy. You were saying I, I did my homework. I was expecting this question. 
But as I was saying, they kind of brought the two traditions together this year. Um, and they had a huge Christmas um, thing where they lit up our Christmas tree. And they also opened a huge part of campus that had been closed off to students for the last two years. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really cool seeing all of the students congregate for a really festive moment, like in terms of Christmas and everybody getting together, but also like daily, you know, traditions together. And it was really heartwarming that they did it at the same celebration, I would say, to get Starbucks, of course. That's on preparation. Um, I was going to say, we really don't have any traditions outside of Christmas. Maybe except maybe sports, but like even then our sports (laughs) are terrible. So, okay. Um, All right. Pause what really quickly. I'm going to go back to thank you. (laughs) I'm going to go back to to Ty and Kate um, in a couple seconds. So, when you're ready. Jared, you, ha- you got to release the video version of this, man. This is hilarious. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, talk, I want to say, whatever traditions, I don't know if they're founded or not. We're not going to get into it. I don't know what he's talking about. I know about the Christmas one. Anyway. Um, I'm going to have to edit. Uh, okay, but... I knew that wasn't going to make the cut. <laughs> Back to tra- going back to traditions. Um, anything that y'all found or anything that you even started. <laughs> I think a common tradition at our institution that um, kind of still a part of the school, I guess you could say. I mean, not as many students take it as serious as others, but like there's a certain spot on the campus where you should not touch. And if you do, you have to go and run and touch another item. Mm-hmm. I know my freshman year, like, I always like, tried to avoid that spot because if you did touch it and you didn't go touch the other item, then you would, uh, it was, you wouldn't graduate on time. Mm-hmm. But then I'm, I'm seeing that, like, after my freshman year, like, years to, that are still coming, like, people are starting to take it less serious. They kind of, like, stomp on it sometimes, you know? But mm-hmm. um, that's, like, a tradition that I would say is, like, it was there and it's trying to make its way back. However, it's taking its time very slowly, but it's, it's, it's making its way. Definitely, definitely. Anything you have, Kate, or no? Um, I don't know if it's necessarily like a hard and set tradition, but I'd say that I guess morale and like school pride was significantly higher in my first semester of my freshman year at mm-hmm. my school. And it actually surprised me. Like I would see so many people like dressed up in so much merchandise for the school they would go to all sporting events. They would be so involved in clubs. There was just a lot of school pride in general, um, which I know is necessarily a tradition, but I've noticed that post COVID, um, whether it was students that came back during COVID or whether it's the newer students that, you know, haven't experienced full on COVID in, in college, there seems to be significantly less school pride. There are instances where, you know, students will rep their school and they will, you know, be excited and get involved. But just as a whole, every class, I feel like there's just less and less of that school pride. Um, So it's been interesting to see that transition. And it's kind of interesting to think about why that might have occurred, because you would kind of think that people would be more excited to go to school now 
after yeah. being on lockdown and they'd be more like prideful of where they go. So it, it's kind of interesting to see that develop. Con- continuing on to what Kate was just saying about school pride, like in me and Kate and Ty's freshman year, we have a sports team that was ranked for a long time in the top 10 in the country in their particular mm-hmm. sport. And it was a huge deal for all the students. And I don't know if it was that, you know, or um, the fact that since then, like, our team hasn't been as strong, but it just felt like there was a lot of drop off in even interest in school sports, mm-hmm. uh, which in my freshman year experience, and it could just be that I'm a sport management major and a sport fan, like, mm-hmm. I noticed what better understanding of it. Yeah, it was a huge draw of many mm-hmm. of these people coming to the school. Like, oh, look, we've got, you know, such and such a player. We've got such and such mm-hmm. a facility. Like, it's – but now since then, you know, our teams have not been as strong. It's been a slow decline into whatever it is now. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if that has anything to do with student pride, but also um, just events around the school – it could have just been from COVID, but last year, in compar- my junior year, in comparison to my freshman year, they weren't as frequent. Where, mm-hmm. like, we had a carnival every year mm-hmm. um, toward the beginning of classes starting. We didn't really have as big of one last year as we did our freshman year or even our senior year. I can't speak to what happened sophomore year. I'm assuming not much happened. Um, but, you know, just, like we're slowly getting back into still doing things fully, still embracing who we are as a university, like entirely. So I think that has a lot to do with student pride, just like some of the precautions that our school took for great reasons did sacrifice a few things in the process. Right. And kind of speaking to what you're saying, like, you know, in terms of the school pride and stuff like that, is that if you don't have those upperclassmen who are like helping instill it, whether that's like during orientation or what or whatnot, or even like, you know, when it comes to the basketball or as it's, it's been said, that's what it is. Um, or like, you know, sports in general is that there probably was even a loss of like, you know, um, I don't say a loss of talent, but like you didn't have that talent in the sense because it was difficult you know, to even practice or to have those things because like a lot of people got their, they got a lot of that time cut. And so to be able to have that one-on-one training and to be able to really stay on top of your game, it was difficult. So like you said, I think it's a lot of like things are just coming back to what they were before. And it's, it's hard, you know, it's really difficult. Um, but Honestly, I, I really, truly thank y'all for this experience, you know, and being able to interview y'all. And before I end off, I just want to know if there are any, like, last notes you want to speak on or anything like that before we cut off, you know, um, today. You know, and I'll, I'll start with Aiden, um, and it will just make our, make our way around the, the virtual room. Um, I guess what I'll have to say is for the current or prospective college student is be open to a lot like whatever i remember in 18 like i went into college i was like telling the story because i like to brag about myself but i went into college <laughs> august of 2020 uh, i don't even know if you know that this year but i went into august of 2020 20, uh, 22 sorry scott's making me laugh but uh 2022 i weighed 220 pounds now i'm at i got down by the end of the year i got down to 170 and i'm hovering around 180 right now yeah yeah i never showed you my license picture but i should have done that next time i see you i gotta show you but um 
I I lost 50 pounds in a year. Um, a lot of things changed for me. Um, and like who I am now in certain ways that 18 year old would have been appalled by or shocked by whatever. So just be open to a lot of experiences and, um, just explore, like just do whatever you want. That's, and that's COVID allowed me to do that. So grateful for it. All right. Um, yeah. Uh, I'll go next. Uh, I would say any closing remarks or anything that I would say just to end off would just be to simply embrace the college experience. Unfortunately, I took longer than I should have to do that in terms of like just going to campus events or even just socializing. Like I didn't really understand like college is actually about networking until like I started to actually do it and realize that I need more of it. But it's just embracing the experience itself. Just doing things that makes you happy in college. Of course, still focusing on your work, but always take time for yourself and just making sure that you get the best experience that you can because, I mean, you are paid for it in a sense. And even if you aren't, you still want to take or use all the resources that a college can provide because they do have many and it's a great opportunity to like further your own growth. Thank you. All right. Jump in next. Um, I guess I'd leave off kind of piggybacking off of what Ty said. Your college experience is going to be what you make it, and that's 100% true, exactly how it sounds. If you want to go out and do things and have fun and engage in a social life, then you're going to have a social experience. If you want to party all the time and miss your classes, that's going to be your experience. If you stay in and you don't do much and you don't talk to a lot of people, that'll be your experience. And there's not really one right way to do college. Like any of those things can be your experience. It's about doing what you genuinely want to do. My biggest piece of advice to any prospective student, even if they're deciding whether or not college is for them, don't make decisions for anyone else in your life. You need to make decisions for you, what you think is best for yourself and what makes you happy. One of the biggest things I had to do in that realm was deciding to move so far away. Um, my mom was very upset about it, but ultimately I had to make that decision for me and I'm better because of it. And she learned and grew throughout that experience too. So ultimately just everybody out there, make sure that you are doing things for yourself to make you happy, regardless of anybody trying to pressure you one way or another. Thank you. Yeah. So like, I'll jump in, like just my advice to any current you know, college student or prospective college student would just be expect the unexpected. So when I was like a junior in high school and I was starting the whole college process, I did not anticipate moving out of my house. Like I did not anticipate going anywhere where I wouldn't be commuting. Like I did not expect to be going somewhere that's three and a half hours away from my home. Uh, But now that I did, you know, like I, I genuinely wouldn't trade it for the world. I met some of, you know, my best friends here. I have a great leadership experience that I could take on in my career from it. Um, so genuinely anyone that has the chance, anyone that has the opportunity, I would embrace going off of your, like going out of your house, out of your state, out of your city, if you can, and spending at least a semester on campus, meet some of the people, do a lot of the things there. If it's not for you, it's not for you. But for me, it was certainly for me. And like, like I said before, like I wouldn't trade it for anything. All right. Thank you. Well, this has been another episode of Awkward Adventures of a College Graduate. 
I thank y'all so much for being here. And as always, stay awkward until next time. As you can see, we're at the end of our episode. As always, like, subscribe, and share with your friends. Until next time, stay awkward. Peace.